You're listening to the Biohazard Declassified Podcast. Hello, everyone. Andy here from Biohazard Declassified, as always. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Biohazard Declassified Podcast. We've got a very special guest on today, and um, I've been wanting to get this fella on for a very long time. He's piqued my interest. He had, had my curiosity, and now he's got my attention. Is the infamous Aidan Watkins. Aidan, how the devil are you doing today? Well, I'm, uh, I'm doing rather well. Thank you, Andy. Yourself? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm, 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 I'm glad that we finally managed to get this sorted. I feel like I've been message, messaging you for months and months and months, trying to get this in a diary. And now we're finally, we're finally here and we can talk about uh, your, your craft, man, uh, your, your craft. So let's start from the beginning. Tell the people who you are. Tell the people what you do. Okay. Um, so hello, everyone. I'm Aidan, Aidan Watkins, as you probably known if you've seen my work. Um, I'm from the United Kingdom and I have a strange hobby of modifying 25-year-old Resident Evil games. <laughs> and you do that exceptionally well. There, there is a, a massive history behind um, Resident Evil modifications dating back to the late 90s, as you, as you well know. So obviously, as, as best you can, give, give a little bit of background of, of why you got into Resident Evil modding and kind of your key inspirations behind uh, Resident Evil modding? Uh, a little background? Man, that's, that's, yeah, there's going to be a bigger answer than that. Um, okay, so I've been a Resident Evil fan since like 1997 when I first played the games. Um, the, I played the very first game on the Sega Saturn when I was eight, which is a pretty funny age to be playing such a game, but there we are. Um, and I've always been a massive, massive fan ever since, literally diehard, diehard fan. Uh, anyway, moving forward, uh, I think it was around about 2003, 2004, I joined a forum called Bioflames, and I recall there being uh, a mod called Dark Biohazard, which was teased, and I mean, you know, it's that's an infamous mod, everyone knows about it and has seen it, um, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, it just seemed to disappear off the face of the earth, and then for many years, just, you know, I, I hadn't really heard or seen any mods before. Then about three, two and a half, three years ago, um, I went back and played through the original trilogy for the first time in a little while, and I just found myself wanting more. So I went onto YouTube and I thought, hey, you know, you have mods for Doom, you have mods for Half-Life, for every single game under the sun. What about these? And when I took a little look through, I could see some out there, but there wasn't a lot, but the one I remember finding was Mortal Knight by ResNem30, who is, of course, working on During the Storm. And I remember playing that and just thinking, wow, it's it just blew my mind. It's literally like a whole new Resident Evil game. It's just a fresh experience. It's exciting. It's fun. And I kind of just thought, hey, you know, I'd like to dip my toe in this pool, give it a go and see what I can come up with. <laughs> yeah. And if I may speak, and if, if I may speak openly about this, and we've spoke about it many, many times, but I mean, what what have you been doing it for? Two and a half years, roughly? Yeah, somewhere around there. I, I think I started around uh, mid, yeah, around mid 2019, I think it was, but I didn't really get, you know, the, I mean, the first four, four or five months of it was learning the ropes because even though there is a small community of modders now, back then, 
it was pretty much dead. And even the people who were around, uh, you know, before me, they didn't really speak much or there was, there was no real tutorials or information. So a lot of it was sort of me discovering through trial and error on my own, to be honest. Hmm. But your, but your first modification was Barry's mod, wasn't it? Cause that was when you, you kind of entered our radar was, was with Barry's mod. Yeah, yeah, that was the first mod I ever created, and um, it started off with just swapping some models over, and then running around as Barry, and thinking, "Oh, this is uh, this is pretty cool. Well, where can I go with this?" And of course, you know, people who've played it have seen what it was like from its very first version all the way up to its current one, and how it's changed and evolved with each release as as I've been learning more. You know, yeah, and it really has been almost a like your your modification and your videos and stuff like that. It's just been a journal of of you learning learning the craft and what what I like about what you do Aiden is but what I like about Aiden is he he does um he does give back to the community in the form of um modification tools and bits and pieces um it's it's actually really good to see sorry we just lost him to bring him back in you can kind of see with each mod I've released it's kind of been a journey you can see when i started barry's mod it's a very simple modification then you go into ada's mod where things we start to see a few more extra features then you go into like the wesker mode which has even more again and you know then you go into containment which is essentially almost like a total conversion many aspects so you, you can kind of see a progression as i go along um as for the tools kind of thing yeah um you know a lot of the work i've done is using tools of other people you know the us modders right now, we, we are standing on the shoulders of those that came before us to put it in a nice philosophical way. But while some of the tools are useful, there are some which they, they're unfinished, so they're very buggy or they don't have clear functions. So for Resident Evil 1, for example, I decided to make my own tools, which you know I've shared with a couple of people just to see how easy they are to use. And so far, so good. But once I finish containment, I will be releasing the tool public to everyone. And I do plan to do video tutorials so people can literally modify Resident Evil 1 within like two minutes. And that's not an exaggeration. I actually timed someone doing it. Oh, my, you've got to be careful, mate. I think they'll start putting you out of business. <laughs> um, in terms of, and that's quite a nice segue, actually. So you started off on Resident Evil 1 PC modding because there's so many different kind of in infrastructures is the Resident Evil 1 engine, the RE2 engine, and then, of course, you've got, and that's just on PC, then you've got the PSX modifications, which is its own subgenre of mods. So initially, it was just PC mods and on RE1, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, 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 it was with PC mods. And, you know, PC is still the best platform to do it on, to be to be honest, simply for the quality of life improvements that have been brought uh, brought in with Gemini's classic rebirth patches, and also there are a lot less limitations when working on the PC. Um, just just as one example, you know, on the on the PC version, you can you have a lot more leeway to add a lot more enemies into rooms because it, it doesn't have two megabytes of RAM like the PlayStation does and things like that. You know. Yeah. No. Agreed. And. What I kind of like about this, and we spoke about this off air, is that, you know, your your journey, I remember us talking like 18 months ago, and you was like, I'm never modded for PlayStation. And then you, when we spoke the other day, you was very much like, do you know what? I'm open to the possibility of it, and now you're starting to do it. And 
first, I didn't understand the rationale, but when you sat down and explained it to me, the install base is a lot bigger on the PlayStation versions. You'll be able to play it on actual hardware. Like this isn't just this isn't just a a, a, a modification for a very sm- small substrata of people to enjoy. You you you'll effectively be able to start pushing these so people like on their phones can play it and on their Raspberry Pis and even on official hardware down the line. <sighs> Yeah, well, again, you know, there are plenty of PC players out there who play and enjoy the mods and streamers and so on. But uh, I, as I discussed with you, um, and also funnily enough, my my good friend Elric, who's uh, working on the revisited project, but we can talk about that another time. Um, the PlayStation does have a much, much bigger install base. And, you know, the amount of times when I put video mods out or just, uh, videos of mods, sorry, or release, you know, pictures or stuff. The amount of people that go, is it, can I play this on PlayStation? Can we play this on emulator? It's quite overwhelming. So I was kind of like, obviously there's a massive market for people out there. And in this day and age, which I find strange personally, not a lot of people have PCs. Most people tend to have tablets or phones to do everything on. So of course you can emulate PlayStation on those. So again, it opens even more doors for more people to play. So yeah, <laughs> that was kind of my thought. And again, it was, it, it was very much like that. The amount of comments, I mean, even on stuff like, you know, for us, it's during the storm. It's like, oh, I want to play this on PlayStation. I want to play this on PlayStation. We've always been like, no, absolutely not. But now it's like with the work that you're doing and, and of course with contributors, um, it's, it, this is now a possibility. It's, it's, it's unreal. Like, I, I cannot stress the work that you're doing now is going, not only will completely expand the world of Resident Evil modding, making it easier, it's like, it's so, it's so fucking impressive. And I, I, I cannot stress it enough. And I think, I know you're humble about it, but if we, for example, bring out something like Resident Evil Survivor Redux, which is such a simple concept of turning Resident Evil Survivor into third person. But you've also gotten that, that, that step further. You're also, you know, implementing quality of life changes to it. It's, it's, it's unreal. And it's almost like, I almost feel worried for you, <laughs> you know, that, that it might be so good that you'll get cease and desisted in a way. Uh, well, first things first, you know, not to, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but, during the storm on the PlayStation is very unlikely. That's the word I'm going to use. I'm not going to say impossible, but I will say unlikely. Again, because we're going to be talking about limitations. And to be fair to Resnem, that guy has 10 years of experience and the things he is doing is just, it's out of this world and things I can only hope to achieve someday. And to put that onto a PlayStation, uh, I, I, I don't, while I don't think it's possible, I'll say it's improbable. <laughs> Anyway, um, to get back onto the Redux, as you said, with that, it is a simple concept, but um, it's a lot of work. And in regards to the cease and desist, I've never been concerned because I've been doing this for the last two, two and a half years, and I've never had a single problem from Capcom, which, you know, it's either because they don't care or they haven't noticed. And I'm going to lean more on towards them not caring because... I'm confident with all the channels and connections such as yourself and residents of evil and that playing my work, surely someone somewhere in the company has seen it and probably just, you know, sort of sweeped it under the desk. Uh, and I think that that's been a, a very good marketing tool for yourself. I know your primary uh, social media, I'm not, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, is Twitter. 
It's, yeah. So sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's right. As you, as you are, uh, yeah, yeah. Twitter is mainly it. Um, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the platform for, for for many reasons, but it seems to be the best place to communicate and sort of um, what's the word? Collaborate with people and just you know just get communicated with them. Yeah, hundred percent. And and almost this has got kind of the full guys streaming element to it, where where it's almost like when you when you put a mod out. Uh, you know, assuming that they're subscribed to your patron, we'll talk about that in a, a little bit later. When you put a mod out, it almost whips around the Resident Evil streaming community faster than faster than you can blink. And then it's it's in people's hands. They're testing it out to the thousands and thousands of people that are playing it in front of. And uh, it's just a great marketing tool for yourself. Classic Resident Evil fans will be able to experience Resident Evil in a slightly different way. And I've stressed this on stream before. You're not just throwing ten Mister X's at us and going, "Go, what a fantastic mod!" I mean, the the idea the idea of that is kind of is kind of cool, but it's not just a, a super hard mod. The mods you're doing are, canonic, are canonically compatible with the Resident Evil lore. They're not completely out of the realms of possibility. I mean, stuff like Survivor is just straight up a, a quality of life update. What what's your opinion on doing mods like yours versus? Uh, obviously, we won't stress names because it, it'd be inappropriate, but but for, for other modders who just make it stupidly difficult uh, to the point it almost becomes like it almost becomes like a Dark Souls game. Well, this this is a thing. For me, I'm of the opinion that content is content, whether whether it's you know really well made and polished and um, radically changes things. It, for me personally. While I wouldn't play those kind of games or mods because I'm I'm just not interested in that, I still appreciate the fact that it's content for people to play, and there is, there is an audience for people out there who like that, such as the professional streamers. You know, like you have say Wolf DNC and Bulk Bulk Basoup. Those guys are like Resident Evil pros, so those kind of mods appeal to them. Whereas I've always looked at modding as a way to just I've always wanted to make my stuff feel like uh, as if it was made by Capcom, but I try to make my mods uh, kind of like Capcom uh, Capcom level of difficulty, maybe with a little bit more. And I just try to make, I try to tell stories and just and just do things that are different. I want to change up the game rather than it being the same base Resident Evil 2 experience or Resident Evil 3, but with, you know, a crap ton of enemies or items hidden in stupid places, because that to me is not challenge or fun. That's just tedium. But, you know, Again, that opinion. I'm not saying it's raw bad. It's just, it's just how it's my personal preference. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't think that's unreasonable. And I like, I love that substrata of Resident Evil mods where you are, you have the ability. You're effectively making your own Resident Evil game. We've seen this with stuff like Mortal Night, Resident Evil Destiny, and of course with your modifications, Ada's mod, Marvin's mod. I mean, I do feel like you kind of underrate yourself because calling them mods, I think is uh, I think is taken away. What you're doing is complete total conversions. You're telling new stories inside of the Resident Evil engine. Yeah, I guess so. But at the same time, you know, because they are based on existing engines and existing assets, they are still technically mods. But um... You know, <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. G g just run run me past the rationale of why you wanted to bring Resident Evil Survivor 
um, in third person. And talk us through the development, the, your developmental process of getting there. Okay, well, after I finished uh, episode one of Resident Evil Containment, I was pretty burnt out because... And guys, you're seeing footage of Resident Evil Survivor. I finished episode one of Containment and I was pretty burnt out as that took a good couple of months to create because it's not, you know, before the actual making of the mod and putting it together comes into play, it's a case of um, researching and reversing the code. Like at the time, no one had ever actually reversed Resident Evil 1 scripting before. So I so I took the time, which took, you know, a few months for me to slowly do it. You know, things like reversing cutscene codes, learning flags, how to make sounds play when I want them, just things like that. So after being burnt out, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to have some fun and just mess around and experiment. So I found um, Duck Station, which is a PlayStation emulator, and I loaded up Resident Evil Survivor, which is one of my favorite games, uh, despite most people hating it. And I saw it out a feature in there that actually allows you to disable the the GUI, so the heads-up display on, on the screen. And I'd done that, and I thought, hmm, okay. So I took a screenshot with some cool angles, decided to uh, import them into Resident Evil 2, modify the cameras a bit, and then I, I just, it, I don't know, something just clicked in my brain, and I just thought, you know, this looks really cool. It's an interesting concept. It's a lot of people haven't played survivor or given it the um appreciation i think it deserves now don't get me wrong voice acting is terrible but the law behind it is very fascinating and very dark and i i think by bringing it into a mod context like this i think it'll give it the appreciation it deserves and i'm just kind of hoping that more people can play it because it's definitely the one game in the series that doesn't get the coverage from people that it should or the even the playtime that it should yeah, I think that's a very fair statement. And you know, what not what's sad about this, that would be the wrong way of phrasing it, but what's kind of what what's what's kind of unnerving about it is how is this this is such a simple concept. How has nobody thought of this before? It's in well, in my opinion, it's kind of in the it obviously it's not in the Resident Evil 2 engine because it's, it, it it was in fully 3D. Um and it was obviously a light it, it was it was it wasn't on Rails, but it had a G-Con implementation in first person. But most of the assets are based on Resident Evil 2, Liquor, Mr. X. I think the only thing that you, in my mind, the only thing you're probably going to have a problem with is the Panthers or, you know, those weird fucking, those weird cat things that are in the suits. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I, you know, perhaps the idea has been out there, but I, I you know, I've, I haven't heard anyone talk about it or say it, so I can't really comment on that or you know if someone wants to accuse me of plagiarism then i, I don't know whatever but i just I, I don't know i'm guessing that the main reason it hasn't happened is that it's it's a lot of work um it's not it, people don't realize how much effort goes into something as simple as just changing a few cameras in a room it it takes time to perfect it it's not a case of you know opening up a program pressing a few buttons and you're done it's it's not it's a case of you know you need to get these backgrounds import them into the game then you need to open up the actual room file uh then you need to go camera by camera slowly tweaking it saving it loading the room up seeing if the ca character's too tall too short if they're too far away then you've got to do the boundaries and the, honestly there's there's a lot that goes into it and 
I'm, I cannot, you know, I, I'm, I can't say people couldn't be bothered because that's not true. But I just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people just thought it would be too overwhelming, or maybe didn't know how to do it. Because again, this is, it's a pretty niche community at the moment, and it always has been so. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it certainly is niche. But I feel like you, you're, you're. You're, well, it obviously goes without saying you're in the top echelon of, of modding for classic Resident Evil games. I don't know how to put, you know, the pool of people that involves. I don't know how many people are involved in that scene, but uh, the, the the mods that you're you're managing to put together are of such a high caliber. And I said, making it law compatible is like the absolute icing, that, you know, the chef's kiss, as they say. Um, talk me through Resident Evil Containment, because this is an original project. This isn't, you base you um you know bringing or doing Marvin's mod, which was kind of a recreation of uh, the 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 scenario from Outbreak and Ada's mod. Appreciate it is original, but still kind of Resident Evil one. Resident Evil Containment is a completely original scenario, uh, original uh, modification. Talk me through why this exists and why you decided to do Resident Evil Containment. You know, this this is probably going to be the most uninspired comment uh, or answer ever. But honestly, um, after I spent the couple of weeks or months reversing like code and features uh, from Resident Evil 1, as, as I explained earlier, I was just looking for a way to use everything I learned and showcase it in the best way possible. And a lot of Resident Evil containment was kind of made up as I went along, if I'm completely honest with you. I, I, I didn't spend like a long time planning it, planning the story out or things like that. A lot of it was literally just done room by room as, uh, as it came. <laughs> so did you plan the story first or anything like that? Or was it just like, do you know what? I've got this idea about returning back to the mansion. What was your, what was your thoughts? Honestly, it was exactly like that. I just... I thought, right, okay, I like the I like Hunk and the Umbrella Security Service. And I was kind of thinking, all right, wouldn't it be cool if they went to the Arkley Mansion just before, you know, the outbreak happened? Well, you know, not before the outbreak happened, but not long after it happened, so to speak. And honestly, I kind of made it up as I went along. I, I sort of had them wandering around the lab as you see with the shutters down and all. And I was kind of making... Um, the thing with Patreon, which uh, it caused a little bit of controversy between some people before, but what I think people didn't understand was is that I, I use it as a tip jar, if anything. All of my mods end up completely free. They're on my website, which, which you can find on my Twitter profile. Everything is there to download for free. But, you know, people in the past, um, you know, other streamers and stuff, will, you know, will speak to me and say, oh, why didn't you set one up? You know, I'll donate and chuck you a few a dollar or two every now and then and i thought okay why not i guess um now some people thought that i was gatekeeping uh mods and putting them behind paywalls which just isn't true the only advantage you really get with patreon is you get access to test versions you also get access to them a little bit earlier but honestly other than that they all go out completely free and it's literally just a tip jar so you know hey i can have a i can buy myself a beer or some pizza while i slave away over this crap <laughs> <laughs> and just just to give us an idea let's take um a, a complete mod so marvin's mod for example how long did that take you to put together from say start to finish i appreciate young world stopwatch but just give us a ballpark figure uh well for marvin's mod uh, that was my first Resident Evil 2 mod, and 
I was pretty new to it at the time, but I think with it being a smaller scale mod, I think that only took around two months, maybe to put somewhere around there. Okay. And again, uh, these are simple. What, what I love about these is just such simple concepts. What was the, what was the, 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 the thought process behind Marvin's mod? Was it lit, literally just to kind of bring the Resident Evil outbreak formula to Resident Evil 2 uh, in the classic vein? Is that, was that what you was originally, originally thinking? Uh, for Marvin's mod, honestly, I just wanted to, when I, when I first started doing the mods and I did the Barry's mod and Ada's mod, I was kind of thinking to myself, what can I do for Resident Evil 2 that would be law friendly and something that's not going to be too grand in scale? Because again, a lot of my mods, as you see, they're, they're sort of stepping stones on a journey as I get better and better and deeper into it. And you know, I, I've always liked Marvin, most people, you know, who doesn't? And I just thought it would be kind of cool to take that outbreak um, scenario where you see him and Rita and a few officers talking about escaping the RPD and kind of turning it into a small scale mod. And again, that's kind of what I did. But it's kind of funny because when I when I look at this mod and how it is compared to what I can do now, you, you kind of look back and you kind of think, oh man, this could be a lot better. <laughs> Is there anything you felt like you've could have done better with Marvin's mod, for example? Um, I, I'd like to think I could probably fix that uh, little quirk where, where, if you go through certain doors, Rita spawns in the center of the room and things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and she runs back to you. That's kind yeah, of it could probably, I, you know, there's probably an easy way to fix it, but I think I, I think I know how I would do it now. Um, I would probably customize more backgrounds um change up music a bit more maybe improve the backtracking extend it and stuff i could make better cutscenes and actual interactions with the the other police and so on just just little things like that no oh, that's fair enough what about um ada's mod oh what man your, um, what was your thought kind of thought process behind that i mean surely it must be related to the uh to, to the the article from Resident Evil One. Yeah, well, that's kind of it. When when you read the diary, uh, John's diary in in his lab, um, a lot a lot of people seem to think that um, he was just writing something to Ada that she never saw. But the way, if you actually read the way it's written, he's speaking to her as if she's actually in the lab with him or has been there because he's he's given her the password. He's telling her to take the. Um, information from the media room and expose umbrella and so on and uh that, that was kind of my idea of why i thought it'd be interesting for her to visit the lab now if i was to remake it there are things i would definitely improve and change upon but at the time with the knowledge i had and the skills i had you know i was, I was pretty happy with how it turned out the, and people seem to enjoy it yeah no I, I must admit it was one of the uh highlight mods for me i really enjoyed because it was i mean it was what is it half hour long or, or what have you but it's just perfect. It's a perfect bite-sized thing to stream, get out there. And again, it does look professional. It does look like, it almost looks like an official Capcom product, which is what I imagine um, you want your, your appeal is and your target. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I want to do. But again, you know, every creator probably thinks this. But when I look back 
at it now. I, I again, I look at it and think, man, oh, I could make this so much better. I could easily fix that up, change this, and just do little tweaks that would really improve the experience. And I've thought about going back and doing these mods someday, but at the same time, I just, you know, people want new experiences all the time, so you know, got to keep working. <laughs> and is there anything that up to now that you've tried to implement? But you just—it's just absolutely not possible. Uh, well, for Resident Evil One right now, the only thing that I haven't quite reversed yet is things like animations. So what I mean is, during cutscenes and stuff, you know, you'll have Chris put out his hand and shake his head and things like that. Now, and I, with Resident Evil Two, that stuff has been reversed, and I have a rough idea of how to make it work mainly because it's been reversed by other people who've done done the work. But for Resident Evil 1, it's all hex code. And yeah, I'm going to need help when it comes to figuring that stuff out. So your, so your favorite engine to work in at the moment, is it, is it Resident Evil 1 or is it Resident Evil 2's engine? Personally, if I had to choose a favorite, I would definitely say the first game. But that's because it's it's kind of like my my comfort blanket and my safe space if you know what i mean but i will say that resident evil 2 is definitely a lot easier to work with and a lot more friendly to modding yeah and i think there's a lot more material out there and assistance out there you know you have resident evil nemesis 30 um a lot of the a lot of the uh, core community kind of works around resident evil 2 which is quite nice Exactly. And that's why it's a lot more easier to develop for because it's most people's favorite game. You know, more tools are made for it. There's a lot more tension being put on reversing it and so on. Now, you know, I'm not going to say it's a piece of cake because the things ResNem do, again, out of this world, but it's definitely the easiest out of the first and second game. Let's put it that way. Hmm. I want to bring up a game which had a ton, a ton of, uh, of, of hype behind we shared it an absolute an absolute time we did loads of articles on it and it it, it did uh, have quite a lot of uh, quite a big push behind it but unfortunately it got cancelled just talk us through uh, resident evil gaiden and uh, what you wanted from that project and uh, obviously you don't have to go into great detail and uh, it doesn't have to get into a, a you know a spat match but what was uh what, what was the process behind that well, uh, the, a couple of people on um, the modding Discord, um, we got speaking just in general about, you know, overlooked Resident Evil games that we all enjoy, and Gaiden came up a few times. Now, it's a game that I'm, I'm quite a fan of. I, I know a lot of people seem to hate it, but considering what they had to work with on a Game Boy Color, I think it really worked out great. The atmosphere is fantastic. You know, the story, well, you know, it's not going to win any awards. Is <laughs> pretty cool and the, you know you play as barry what more could you ask for anyway um so we got kind of talking and uh someone messaged me on twitter um basically when when i was working on um i think it was marvin's mod at the time i shared a tweet or two and someone messaged uh, me saying they you know they could they were, can make basic backgrounds and stuff like that so i threw the idea of of okay you know make some of these backgrounds just give them a try uh, I imported them into the Resident Evil 2 engine and a friend of mine, Andrew Coit, who's the, the guy's oh. been around modding for like yeah. a decade. I, I, remember, I remember following Andrew like 10, 11 years ago. So he's been, he's been a, 
RE2 modder forever. Yeah, he's like one of the cornerstones and one of the pioneers in it. His um, he he made a really cool Barry Burton custom model. So I got that and I just threw it all together just as a quick, you know, test because I like to put things together and in game and run around even if it's just one room, just because it, it gives you a feel of of the atmosphere and what it could be like. If that makes sense, I mean that's that's how Survivor started with the the helicopter crash room. But so yeah, I did that and you know it it all clicked and it seemed like a really cool idea at the time, even though of course, you know, I was still pretty early in my modern career for lack of a better word, I guess. But yeah, you know, things happened and unfortunately it's just one of those things uh, where the project got canceled. But one thing I will say um, is that, you know, it may come back. That's, you know, it's, I, even though the original iteration may be canceled, there's a good chance that it could come back. So, and again, not to get political, but have have you managed to retain any of the assets, or it, would it would it have to be from the ground up again? Oh no, um, we got a massive chunk of the assets. I mean, the sounds, the models, and everything like that. Still got them all because Andrew made them, uh, as well as my friend Leegy or Leegy. I'm not sure how he pronounces it. Yeah, when Leegy boy. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I've worked with him a lot. He, um, I, I usually. Um, pay him to help me out with uh, custom 3d work because that's not my area <laughs> um but yeah we have all those kind of assets the only thing that we don't have are background images i mean i do have them but it's probably best not to use them just you know not to sour any waters yeah and you've always um i do notice that you you do allocate a lot of time to like ripping a pre-rendered image from Deep Fear or Dino Crisis 2 or something like that, something that's already out there. So, but, what's, but what is nice about that is you have, the, uh, you have the, the judgment and synthesis to go, do you know what? That's not my cup of tea. I, you know, I, I'm not an artist. I'm a modder. You give me them assets, I'll, I'll, make, chicken, I'll make chicken salad out of it. But I'm going to need somebody to put them together for us. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, I, I'm what I would call a jack of all trades, master of none. And I just want to shout out to um, RT Torres in chat because that's Ligi. Um Now, him, for example, he's a fantastic 3D artist. Now, if I need a custom model made, it's a lot easier for me to say, hey, Li hey Ligi, have you got time to work on this? Um, I want this, this, and this, you know, like say the Ada model. I, I came up with the thought of, I said, hey, can you take Ada's head, put it on Annette's body, adjust the texture a bit and blah, blah, blah. And he comes through every time. And, you know, as he knows, like with with the Patreon money that, you know, again, it's a tip jar. When I get some of that, I forward it on to Lee G because I'm, I'm a firm believer that if someone takes their time to help bring my vision to life, then the least I can do is compensate them for their time. As well yeah. as credit them, of course, as as you always see at the end. Yeah, but 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 also you are releasing these free of charge. So, and again, this goes back to I mean, I'm I'm not against Patreon. We're a we're we're a supporter, uh, supporter supported <laughs> uh, uh, page. We've we've got we've got supporters. We've got ad revenue, that sort of thing. You don't always have that um, facility, and you know, are you going to do this full time? No, but for the work you are doing, I do think. There should be, uh, you know, at least a beer. I'm not, you know, a small remuneration for the for the priceless work that you're adding to the community. Yeah, that's again, that's that's how I kind of look at it. You know, we've all got full time jobs, families, commitments. 
And, you know, if I, if anyone tries to dare question that it's, you know, uh, you, if you, if you really were passionate, you'd do it for free. Well, of course I would. And I, and I have for the longest time, it's literally just a tip jar and it buys me a pack of beers that I can just down while I'm working away and just relaxing and evening happy days. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's all you can, that's, that's all you can really ask for. You know, it's your, it's your little bit back. So we've, we've spoken about where you've come from. We've spoken about what you're doing right now. What is it? Where do you want to go next with, with Resident Evil modding? What is your immediate aspirations? Um, well, at the moment, as you know, I'm kind of doing the total conversion containment and I'm working on the Survivor remake. Now, my plan is to, of course, get those done. And I am helping out with one or two other projects. Um, you know, nothing major. I mean, my, my buddy Elric on Revisited, I have to shout him out. He's doing incredible work at the moment. And, you know, if I can help him out in any way, I will. Um, but I think the ultimate aspiration is to eventually make like a 100% total conversion. So I'm talking maybe make a horror game that uses a Resident Evil engine, but isn't actually tied to Resident Evil at all, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's, yeah, that makes, makes, so effectively, you you're what you're doing is you're you're using let's for example use resident evil 2's engine use a resident evil 2 2's engine as like your doom your doom engine and you can make or, or what's what's the other engine that doom do? well, no, well no no exactly it's the equivalent of like say um you know raven software used the quake 3 engine to make return to castle wolfenstein well i'll use, Re use resident evil to make something else <laughs> Yes, no, agreed. So that that's your immediate goal is to just keep working on keep working on Resident Evil Survivor, get that out of the way, get finish up containment. I mean, where where are you gonna go with containment? How many episodes is it gonna be? Uh there's gonna be three episodes in total planned planned for that. Now the funny thing about it is uh, the only reason I split it into episodes is actually due to limitations on the Resident Evil One engine. So uh for example, the first game only has the zombie models. In the first episode, it takes place in the labs. So, of course, I have like researchers, zombies, and so on. Now, if I made a big game, when you get to the mansion, you would only have researcher zombies again, which is kind of limiting. So, I, I by splitting into episodes, I can have separate models and separate sounds and separate things for different parts of the game, if that makes sense. Hmm. And let, let's clarify it as uh, as well. And again, I, I, not not telling anyone how to suck eggs or anything, but this isn't just like Photoshop where you're just dropping assets into something and you can move stuff around a canvas. This is, I mean, even something as simple as putting text on a screen or or making a, 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 a an enemy appear in an, another room takes a lot of fucking time. Yeah, it can do. I mean, luckily after doing this for so long, we've, you know, I've kind of gotten to the point where it's a process of just copying and pasting existing code that I've um, documented elsewhere. Or in the case of Resident Evil 1, you know, I, I've made my own um, uh, because it simply generates the code. So uh, I did put a video on my YouTube channel. Essentially, you, 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 there's a bunch of drop-down menus where you select the enemy type you want. What... Um, so are they alert? Are they idle? Are they crawling? You know, you set their, their 
coordinates and so on. And it generates the code for you, which you then literally copy and paste into the script file. And boom. So, so actually what you're doing is you're actually trying to make, make your own life easy. And for other people eventually down the line who want to get into this, and we've got a couple of questions later that, that will pertain to that. Uh, you're, you're, you're kind of almost setting out the, setting out the roadmap to making just modding easier. Yeah, that's, that's literally it. I, the whole point of my tool when I started it was for it to make my own life easier. <laughs> Don't you think, like, where we are now with Resident Evil modding, I almost feel like people are not sick and tired, but because Village and, and the recent releases of Resident Evil have been favourable, but people just want a classic Resident Evil experience. And with stuff like your mods and even the way you even the way you've the 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 platform that you've chose to implement them on where you can literally just click the .exe file and it's away and gone you don't have to install anything mess around with other, like with other mods drag and drop etc you're almost you're filling that void of people who are clamoring for classic nostalgic resident evil from between the the years of 1999 and 2000 yeah, I, I, I think it's just the case of, you know, you know, you're going to have the newer generation fans that come along that don't have much interest uh, in the older games, so to speak. But I think a massive, massive chunk of the Resident Evil fandom are made up of people that played the original games or at least sort of came out or, you know, played sort of um, perhaps Resident Evil 3 or 4 around the early 2000s and went back and so on. So I, I, you know, it's it's great that there is a mass appeal for it, and you know, I'm grateful that people even want to play my stuff. To be honest, because you know, I'm, I'm not when I, when I look at my work, I'm proud of what I've put out over the over time. But then at the same time, I also look at it and think, man, is it really that good? Or you know, it could be a lot better. You know, I I think we're all our own worst critics. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, I, I I think that's fair enough. Like we're, we're we're exactly the same when it comes to you know content creation, the product we put out, and I suppose it's no different if you're actually creating creating a product for other people to uh, other people to play and enjoy. I, I, I can see that, but it is it it really is it really is good 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 gen. Really, it's you've had it you've had it for the small time that you've occupied the Resident Evil modding uh, community. It's been such a positive impact. Like, honestly, I, I I see people talking about your modifications all the time. I, I suppose in in your way, you must get a bit of not imposter syndrome. That's you know, this is a loose way of saying it. But do you get what I mean? Like you, you're almost like, oh my god, people are playing my mods. Yeah, I mean, to to be honest, with you, that's kind of one of the best feelings about it is you slave away over some of the most minute things, or try, you know, for example, there there was one particular thing i was trying to make in containment and you know it was just putting the gas in the underground caves at cave areas now some of the rooms you put the code in and it worked perfectly others then it would cause issues even though the room was stripped clean of any other scripts and then you'd add a little bit of extra code then and then something else would break and then you revert back but then something else is breaks and honestly sometimes it's just a complete uphill battle all the time and for something that 
players only experience for you know a few minutes if not seconds during events can sometimes take hours and days to make and um you know but seeing people's reactions to it and enjoying it is kind of what you know it's what makes me feel happy and kind of like oh this is great so you know what i'm doing is worthwhile so to speak yeah definitely and i think you've got such a cool scope um to work with and just th- these are such simple and I, I, i'm not trying to undermine your work but some of these ideas are so geniusly simple it's almost like oh man why the fuck have we not done this up until now like for example i'm a big fan you were talking about earlier. I'm hoping my camera picks it up. Biohazard, the Sega Saturn, Resident Evil Sega Saturn. There was one mode on this, Aiden, that did not make it to any other port of Resident Evil or Biohazard. And that was the battle mode port. And for me, as a big streamer, very passionate about this particular port of Resident Evil. For me, it was a pain in the ass to emulate. So when you, and funnily enough, I picked this up. I picked this copy up um, the same time you brought your mod out. I thought, I've just gone through all of that work and motherfucker Aiden has gone and put out Resident Evil Sega Saturn Battle Mode for the PC. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, no. As, I... as a personal note, thank you for that. That's made streaming <laughs> a lot easier and just showing features that weren't in the traditional ports of Resident Evil, showing them off and going, this is what the Saturn port had, etc. Genius, genius. Yeah, well, when you talk about like simple ideas, I'm 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 not offended in the slightest because I'm again when when I come back to a lot of my mods, I I am a, a jack of all trades, master of of none, as I say. So like you know, I try to come up with little plot ideas or little things I I I um put in there. It's all coming from me. So it, and and I'm not a writer writer i'm not i don't have the greatest imagination so uh, you know believe me I, i'm not i'm not insulted by that <laughs> no that's glorious but there is there is scope and for example like you've got i'm just looking at your mod list here so you've got uh obviously barry's mod was in that ada's mod wesker's rebirth which is based on the umbrella chronicles scenario of uh of wesker escaping the mansion bloody genius that you included that that's kind of like a reverse battle mode in a way but you've made it You've made it completely work inside of inside it canonically compatible. It's, it's it's fucking genius stuff. Whatever stuff we got here. So uh Invisible Enemies, that's another really good modification that you put out. Yeah, well when going back to the Wesker Rebirth thing, it it the idea for that at the time was I just um I wanted to put something out that was a lot smaller in scale because i think if i remember correctly i think i put the wesker mode and the battle mode out both within the same month within a week or two of each other i think um but they both utilize um code and features i'd recently reversed such as playing playing voices and playing codes so uh play movies sorry so like for the wesker's rebirth one um a lot of people the professional streamers would always about well not complain the wrong word but they would always say that you know my mods are too easy but then I always say to them, I'm not catering to professional speedrunners. That's what the Chinese modding community is for. <laughs> um, but with that, I wanted to make something. I wanted to make like a Resident Evil 1 version of the fourth survivor mode. So you have 10 minutes to escape the lab before it detonates when you're playing as Wesker. Um, you know, you have to, 
you you can actually avoid most enemies and don't actually need to kill them if you learn the lines to run and don't hesitate when getting into rooms and things. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the, that was the general idea behind that mod anyway. Yeah, no, it was. And and again, how how hard is it to... Can you just talk me through it? And uh, I, I don't know how long this is going to take, but just talk me, talk me through how you import a cutscene into Resident Evil. Well, on the PC, it's actually very easy. It's literally a case of, um, say, for example, there's a, a clip of, uh, like the Wesker clip, let's say, when he wakes up in the lab. I literally looked for the highest quality source on YouTube. Um, or whatever I could find, rip it the video, then I could simply convert it into four by three aspect ratio, you know, um, turn it into an MP4. Then it's literally just a case of importing it into classic rebirth because it actually allows you to do MP4 playback. So anyway, it's literally as simple as that. No, that is, uh, it's, it, it's, it is glorious. And there's, I feel like, oh, damn, there's so much you can work with. I mean, is there, uh, I've seen, for example, uh, the new revisited has got has got um, elements of Resident Evil One remake that's kind of been demade back into the original engine. Is there any scope for you to take? And we've seen it quite a lot actually. With there's another mod that's like Resident Evil Four. It's not in the RE2 engine, but it's like been demade. Is there any scope for you to demake any of the newer Resident Evil games and put them back into the old format? Um. Probably not, only because, um, again, like, you know, Elric's Revisited is already kind of doing that with Resident Evil 1. Um, I mean, what else? You know, I, I suppose you could take some cool screenshots from the Resident Evil 2 remake and put them in the original game, but that just seemed, to me, that I just find that pointless. If you want to play the um, remake of Resident Evil 2, it's a good enough game on its own to just warrant playing, you know? <laughs> what about something like, I don't know, Code Veronica? Uh, but the thing is, it's almost like, what would you achieve from from doing something like that? Exactly, it already plays like the original game. So, what would you achieve other than static cameras? You know? Yeah, no, that's a that's a fair point. Is there anything out of the original kind of pre two thousand Resident Evil? Actually, sorry, there was one. There was one. What I did want to talk about was uh, Resident Evil Survivor DX. Not the not the Redux version. The third person, but the standard, the the standard Resident Evil Survivor that you've modified. What was the thought process behind that mod? Well, with that one, um, again, I always loved. I've always loved Survivor. It's that it's been one of my favorite, like not favorite Resident Evils, but favorite games in general. Simply because the music, the locations, atmosphere, it's fantastic. But the idea behind that was, um, I wanted to see if I could change it from being. Uh, an arcade shooter and make it play a little bit more like classic Resident Evil, but even though it's still in first person, that's why if you uh, notice, you don't have unlimited handgun uh, bullets. You actually have to find them in uh, in the locations, and uh, you're forced to go through certain routes, and I just just things like that. I was just I was just experimenting, to be honest with you. It's kind of like a precursor to what the Redux mod was. If if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And um, even, even something as small as that has made playing Resident Evil Survivor so much better. But having, having the ability of playing Resident Evil Survivor in third person, I think, is the ultimate, the ultimate go, goal. And the second 
the second you finish that mod, Aiden, we will we will have you on, and we will if you have the time, obviously, we'll have you on and we'll we'll sit down, we'll play the entire game together because I think that is that's going to be the absolute um, holy grail of Resident Evil mods. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'd be more than happy to do that, but. You know, it's it's a it's a cool, fun little concept. But honestly, there there are so many great mods coming. I mean, as you know yourself, you've got during the storm, which is going to be absolute next level and revisited when that comes is also going to be pretty mind blowing. I, I have to shout out to Elric. His he his work is fantastic, and he's actually helping me with Survivor. Um, you know, wh while. Well, I would say Survivor is quote unquote my project because you know I started it and I've done most of the legwork. He is contributing in ways I cannot even begin to under underappreciate. Like he's doing the masking, so you know when characters appear underneath the background layers, he's um, doing that for me, and that is a lot of work in itself. And he's also helping me out with a little bit with some scripting stuff uh, because he's had a lot of experience with ResNem um, on how to do it in Resident Evil 2. He's, uh, he's sort of like my guru and mentor and helping me out there. <laughs> so, so masking, for example, at the start of Survivor, what you're talking about is when, when Ark, Vincent, <laughs> when Ark walks behind um, the boxes, he doesn't clip through them. He, he goes naturally behind them. Exactly, yeah. Now, on the PC, uh, we have that working because uh, the tools are out there for it. But on PlayStation at the moment, masking is one of the things that is probably going to be done last because there is no tool for it at the moment. Although we do know one or two people who might be able to help us make one, but due to certain circumstances and time warranting, it could be a bit of a delay. Understood. Before we get to the uh, the Q and A part of the stream, I would like to um, just discuss Resident Evil One Point Five of you because sporadically you've done works all over the place for it. You've done a bit of transitioning from RE One Point Five PC. Uh, sorry, transitioning to RE One uh, RE Two PC. You've done a bit of uh, PSX work. Just speak to me on your thoughts of Resident Evil, just outside of your mods, can be. Um, your thoughts on Resident Evil 1.5 and uh, where you think that project is now uh, with everything that's out in the wild? Uh, well, I've always loved um, 1.5 like many people. Don't get me wrong, Resident Evil 2, the release game, is amazing. It's a perfect in every way. But I think what I like about 1.5 is just the, the con. I think it's the ambition and the concepts behind it are pretty cool. I also love the locations more, like the factory area in 1.5 is one of my like favorite areas in all of Resident Evil history. It's just the atmosphere and the backgrounds and the, the just the feeling you get is incredible. Anyway, um, in regards to it, it's the original prototype that was released uh, back in 2013, 2012, somewhere around there. It's yeah, still the 40, being... Sorry, was this the 45% build, was it, back in 2013? The, yeah, uh, yeah. The iGas, um, the Team iGas version, I think it is. Yeah, it's uh, IGAS, and it's uh, mm. Team I've Got a Shotgun, which is referencing the Biohazard uh, opening. <laughs> Love that. But um, yeah, so those were released back then, and um, as some people might know, there's been like a patch that's come out every year or so by Martin Biohazard. Now, 
it's you know it's fantastic he does amazing work all things considered but for me personally i just um the only way i think you're ever going to see a real playable build is either if gemini finally decides to work on it and finish it or by porting the assets into resident evil 2 and just remaking it there the the original prototype is just it's literally unfinished so for example you you can set a door with script but you can't lock it because there is no actual code to recognize locks or, or even keys or anything like that, you know? So that's interesting. So what you're saying is, I mean, it's already it's hard enough already reverse engineering a game to <laughs> kind of implement other assets. But you're, what you're doing is reversing, you're reverse engineering a game that is unfinished, that you, you could do all of this work, but you almost have to do more work than the... <laughs> original programmer in uh, in getting some of these even basic stuff like opening the door working yeah i mean you know a lot of the stuff it, a lot of the stuff in there you know you can place items place some enemies and doors and things like that they do work but it's just um again to go back to the door example you know you can place a door down but you can't lock it for it you know so you can't set it so it's locked and when you have a key it opens because that part of the code doesn't even exist. So what they are doing with the patches is they're adding more rooms and things like that, but they, um, they're using tricks to make lock doors. So for example, instead of needing a key, they use a, uh, something called a flag or variable. So say for example, to break it down, um, I want to go into Chief Iron's office. I can set a message to appear to say the door is locked. Then if I go into the room next door, I can set an event so that when you go in there, the flag activates that then removes the locked message from the previous room so you can then go in. Now, you can do a lot of things like that, but again, it's while it's admirable and I, I can't knock it in a million years because it's, I, I look forward to playing them every patch that comes out, I think the best thing that they that probably could have been done is to literally just take all the backgrounds, the models, assets, port them into Resident Evil 2 and just remake it in there. It wouldn't be 100% perfect to 1.5, but it would be, put it this way, it would be playable and a lot more enjoyable than walking around empty rooms, which, mm. you know, with nothing to really do, if, if you know what I mean. Uh, that's, a, that's a valid point because we were talking off air and I said that, I like the concept, but I think the reason why people enjoy Resident Evil 1.5 is because of the mystique of Resident Evil 1.5. But at the end of the day, you're just walking around locations. So for me, that's, I don't want to speak out of turn, but that's boring as fuck. So this, this leads to my next question. Why don't you think that's been done? Why, don't you, why have people not just gone, this is a broken game. We've got we got forty five percent of a, a a puzzle, and we've we've already got to reverse engineer that. Why not import it to an a system that we already know? It's like using an old version of Word when you can just use a new version of Word and just you know mess around with yeah. it inside of there. It's odd. I I don't know. Well. <laughs> This is the thing. Like, I, I'm not sure if I can talk about too many thing, uh, projects and things that I know of because, of course, you know, it's not my right of place. But there is a um, a mod DB page for I think it's called like Resident Evil Two Rebirth or so, I can't remember what it's called, but it's made by someone um, I know who is actually making the backgrounds for unfinished rooms in 1.5. 
And it's a project he has been working on for a long time, which is a case of porting 1.5 into 2. But I think it's just a case of maybe time, um, you know, people do have responsibilities and things. Effort, not not that people are lazy. That's the, not yeah, I'm not course. insinuating yeah, that, I but that. you know, so, sometimes the amount of work that could be needed is so much that it just burns you out before you even start. Um, it, it could be and numerous things like that, but like the 1.5 rooms you've seen in the PlayStation video that I put out uh, two or three days ago, you know, like some of those were originally ported by um, Megan Grass, who is. Uh, Oh man, she is. Without her, we wouldn't even be able to do half of the modern things we can do with these games. But she ported a lot of them to two, and you know she passed them on to me. So I was, you know, testing them out, experimenting, fixing whatever little bugs they had. And I thought, hey, you know, let's put them in onto the PlayStation to see if it works. And you know, it did. So by the looks of it, there have been little efforts to do it, but I just nothing's ever seemed to come from it. If that makes sense. Mm. No, yeah, no, no, makes perfect sense. It's like the building blocks are there, but they've never been actually stacked and built, you know? So, so this is an interesting point then. Uh, and I'm going to really put you on the spot with this one, but it won't put you on the spot that you feel awkward. What, why, why, do you, why do you do this with Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 1? Why don't, you just, why don't you just fuck that off and just take a course in Unity and just make a classic game in Unity with pre-rendered backgrounds. What stops you doing that? To be honest with you, I've thought about doing that at some point. Now, the thing is, I'm not, even though I do um, scripting in Resident Evil and been reversing it and slowly learning and understanding how, you know, flags and variables work, I'm not actually what I would call a programmer in the slightest. A lot of what I do is pretty beginner stuff in the grand scheme of it. And... I've thought about you making something original in, as you said, Unity or Unreal or whatever. But yeah, then I think I'm just a little bit intimidated by the amount of difficulty, time and effort that would take. Uh, working within these engines has limitations and things. And I find that having limitations helps me to work within a predefined space that allows me to, you know, I, I'm in a narrow workspace where I know what I can do, whereas with those other engines, they're so open-ended and so just... You, you, does this make sense? I'm, I'm yeah, kind yeah, of struggling so to explain. <laughs> no, so, it's all right. so what you're saying is you've, you've effectively got... A, a, you would rather pick up somebody else's Excel spreadsheet and fix it, or not fix it, but uh, and tinker with it, rather than creating an Excel spreadsheet from absolute zero, and you've got to kind of set everything up from the beginning. You've got you've got a, a, you've almost got all the formulas in there, um, but you know they might need to be messed around with to to make them do what you want. But you've it's not a blank canvas. Essentially, yeah, I kind of I kind of I kind of like working within a pre-established engine um, rather than literally coming from nowhere because that would take even longer and be even more difficult. I think. <laughs> no, no, I just thought I, I just thought I'd throw a question. I was just sitting here thinking about, it and I thought, you know what. What stops you doing something like that? But obviously, you've you've spent such a, a, a massive amount of time inside this engine, and I, even reverse engineering a game is is it should be applauded. It's, it's it's absolutely, absolutely unreal. Resident Evil Three, uh, the classic Resident Evil Three. Um, how come you've never got? Uh, I, I don't know if you've got involved with it, but as far as I know, you haven't. 
is that on the horizon or is it just, you know what, more hassle than it's worth? It's something I'll probably take a look at someday. But I, the, the thing is, I didn't want to jump into a, a third engine and be overwhelmed with that. And you know what I mean? It's, it's like, for example, all the engines work very similar. They all have uh, RDTs, which is basically the entire room compacted into a single file. They all use the same structure for making messages appear or how doors work and things like that. But it's just a case of learning how then to work within that engine's limitations. What tools will I need to be able to do things in it? It's there's a lot of work behind you know behind the scenes to do stuff like that. And I yeah, fair enough. I kind of wanted to focus on the first game and the second game mainly rather than you know diving into all three. Never say never. I probably will at some point when I get fed up of these two. But not, not not just yet. Not just yet. <laughs> have you got a what what's your what's your window looking like for releasing? Have you got something in place like a roadmap uh, that you've put out recently, or is it just stuff that's going to be out when it's out? Well, I did put. I, funny enough, I put up a poll on Patreon because um, you know one of the perks I put on there is just like you know I'm going to put up polls and I want to hear what people have to say. I put on there you know, three choices. What, what, what do you want me to work on most and focus on? And the options were, of course, the survivor, um, redux, uh, containment or my, you know, my tool and a bunch of tutorials. And so far the winner by a good couple more votes is the survivor redux. So at the moment, I think it's probably going to be a case of working on that. Now I will get the, you know, the, the, episode two and three containment done you know I, I have made some strides in it already i've shared a couple of screenshots and little sneak peeks on twitter but i think at the moment by the looks of it i ha- you know i've got to give the people what they want so i think survivor is going to be the main thing now i'm gonna probably need to focus on building rooms for the next month then the course comes to script inside of it um then of course you know when elric has time he can help out with masking and so on it's it's hard to have uh, a time frame, but perhaps we could have like a second demo out in maybe, you know, say the first quarter of next year, perhaps, you know, within say January, February time, maybe. Yeah, no, that that, that would work. And uh, uh, are you going to focus on, because I appreciate you're almost juggling two ports here. Are you going to focus on the PC version first? Make Make sure you get a coherent game running at its full first and then look to reverse engineer it for the P- the PS1 version or are you just going to bring them both up at the same time? Uh, the plan is to kind of do them both at the same time to save myself effort. Like um, so far, the PlayStation version is just about up to where the PC demo is now. There are one or two limitations that I need to work around with eventually, such as um, getting custom sound effects in for like the guns and the voices and hopefully movie files. But other than that, it plays exactly like the play, uh, the PC version. All the messages, rooms, models, everything is over and it's fully playable. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of the idea. I think the main thing I'm going to focus on is just getting the rooms done, get them all linked up with doors, maybe play some enemies and bits and bobs. But then the hardcore scripting can come later because I think that's going to differ a lot between the PlayStation and PC because they they, they work considerably differently. Yeah, they, and that they certainly do. I can't even imagine the monumental task is. But I think that's almost 
even though even though it's already a feat in itself getting Survivor running in third person in another engine, the ultimate goal really is to get a PS1 version now that we think about it because then you've just got the install base of you know people's people's phones, people's PlayStation classics. They can probably burn it to a disc and then put it in their chip PS1s and stuff like that. There's such big scope uh, that you can that you can get out of that rather than just you know the streamer doing it on his PC. And that's what I'll be looking. That's what I'll be looking at is the PS1 version. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. As you said, no, you know, nothing wrong with the PC version, and I will argue that it's probably going to be the superior way to play the game. But being it, being able to give it to as many people. Um, is definitely going to be kind of kind of kind of my goal um and the playstation port is definitely the way to do that as you said you can uh, imagine emulate it on your one day one day <laughs> it's good it's going to be resident evil survivor aiden watkins nice little replay <laughs> going on yeah well i'm not I, I, that's a bit of a gray area i'm not sure if capcom will uh, be too pleased about that <laughs> well d- definitely send us one anyway <laughs> but but all jokes aside, we'll um, we, we we see the effort you're putting in. I'm sure the Resident Evil community also sees the effort you're putting in. We as members of the community will do our best to. If you get anything, you want us to share anything, we'll put it out there. We'll put a video up just saying like mod progress, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because this is a project that there's no ego about it. People need to see it. Yeah, I I, I appreciate that. Um, contrary to some people's beliefs i'm i'm not I, I i'm not i don't like shilling you know i i never i don't share my patreon on posts and i don't tell i i don't advertise it it's literally a sort of thing where if you look you'll find it but you, you people will do that off their own backs that's kind of how i view it and i kind of feel the same about this it's, it's like with when i as you said before when i release a mod then it sort of makes the makes the waves within the community i don't I put a post out on Twitter and then word of mouth does the work. I, I don't really like tagging hundreds of people and being like, Hey, check this out. Hey, check it. It's, it's not really me, you know? Hmm. Yeah, no, and no, I, I see that. I'll definitely say that. <laughs> so we're going to start moving toward the comments section. Now there's a couple of uh, uh, questions, statements. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be too long, but we'll, we'll, we'll go for them for what it's worth. So yeah, um, no problem. Got, no problem. We, we got a, uh, uh, sorry, that's my one. <laughs> uh, so we got a, a statement from Luke, Luke uh, Walker here saying, Aiden, you're the man. Barry's mod is the best. Marvin's mod was dope too. Oh, well, thank you. I just, uh, I, I hope I hope you've checked out uh, Containment and some of the other stuff I've done because uh, it's definitely a step up from those. <laughs> and we got another one here from, from uh, Josh Quayle. This man is a genius. Thank you for all the work you put in, Aiden. Well, um, Thank you, thank you, Josh. Um, again, I, I have to reiterate that you know, while while for Resident Evil One, I, I will, I will. Yes, I did have to reverse that myself, and I've made my tool and and things for that. But a lot of the stuff we do, as I said earlier, we are standing on the shoulders of those that came before us. Because if it wasn't for those guys making tools and reversing the scripting stuff and share you know pulling their knowledge out there a lot of this would not be possible that's that's for sure mm. and, and but moving forward as well we're going to see a lot more of these mods because of works that of people that have existed before you and your work as well so hopefully it's going to be easier and easier and easier and rather than relying on capcom 
to put out a product in a classic format. We could just do it ourselves. Yeah, that's that's basically the the way to look at it. Now, you know, I, I've mentioned him a few times, but my buddy Elric, for example, um, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't even bother of diving into the PlayStation ports because in order to rewrite ISO files and things like that, it's a lot of confusing work. But he actually created uh, a rebuilder tool that allows you to simply put the new files in hit double click it and it actually repacks the the PlayStation ISO for you to be able to do it. Now, again, if it wasn't for people like him that made that tool, then we'd be stuck stuck with just the PC. So, you know, again, like it's people like Elric, Meg and Grass and and Gemini for making these ports happen. If it wasn't for people like this, you know, this modding scene would not be thriving as much as it is now. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, I think that's an extremely fair and reasonable statement. Got another... uh... We've got another question in from Flynn Taggart. He did say, love the Survivor Darrow mod. Thank you so much for it. Uh, I was wondering how difficult it's going to be, and I brought this up briefly earlier, but it'll give you a chance to talk about it here. How difficult modding the cleaner soldiers in Survival will be? We never had shooter-type enemies in a classic RE game before. Uh, well, it's, it's hard because you don't want to spoil anything, and you are right. There aren't really shooting enemies in the game, but... We were experimenting with a little workaround. Now, my buddy Andrew, again, we met, you know, mentioned earlier, he he's ported over the model for the cleaner, and we were experimenting by placing it on top of certain enemy types, and he changed the animations, and it it looks pretty good in game. Um, whether it's going to work, hundred percent, I don't know yet, but we have made efforts to actually get them in the game, so I'm confident we'll be able to. If it, even if it's not perfect, I'm com- I'm confident we'll at least get some form of compromised version that will at least function similar to how they do in uh, Survivor. No, brilliant. Thank you very much for your question, Flynn. And um, we've got another one from Caesar. Awesome interview, Andy. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, for someone that wants to start modding Resident Evil games, where is a good place to start? See, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Um. There's a website that my buddy Elric recently put up. Uh, it's classicremodding.com, I believe. Now, a lot of the tools and stuff that have been released and used are available there, but I think the best thing you can probably do is go into the forums there. Uh, there's a link to the Discord server on the webpage as well. If you if you uh, join there, myself, Elric, and many others are there, and we speak almost daily, and... I'm more than happy to help out newbies there. Obviously, my advice would be to start basic with and start with one thing at a time because I've had many people say, how can I change enemies, items, models, and do all this at once? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. one at a time. It's yeah. it's not a, you know, it's not as easy as, <laughs> as doing it all at once. Well, you are reverse engineering a game. <laughs> this, again, this isn't like Photoshop where you're just, you know, oh, just import assets, put it there, put it there, put it there. Like, you know, the, 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 these things, this game was built on a sequence, like any like any code. You break the sequence, you break the game. What what you're doing is breaking the game to make it work how you want it to. And what people also uh, take for granted is that, you know, these, these game engines are programmed in the 90s. So, you know, there's a lot of limitations and things on them that aren't obviously in modern engines. Yeah, exactly that. True, true words and, have been said. And to expand upon that, I do apologize. 
you know, with things like Doom, they've had source ports to bring them to modern platforms that have given them expanded um, capabilities. You know, the levels you see in Doom mods now and the number of monsters and stuff would never have been possible if they were still using the exact same engine that they used in the 90s. Obviously, we don't have that luxury with these games. So that's why we're kind of pigeonholed into the into the place we are. Sorry, I was talking then. Uh, there, there are um, innovations that you are doing inside the Resident Evil engine, like the, the lighting effect where, I don't think it's for your mods, but I know definitely Resident Evil Nemesis 30 has done it, where he's got, he can turn the lights on and off, um, and it's almost like a red tinge to it. Um, actually, you did do it. I think you did it in episode two, which is leading to our next question here. We might as well just round it off from Josh Quayle. You recently showed some incredible lighting effects with Containment Episode 2. Can you shed some light on what sort of role this is going to play in Episode, episode 2? So, two-part two question there. Talk, okay, us the, um, talk us through the lighting sorry. effects and then talk about the role it's going to play. Well, the funny thing is, is that it's not really innovation at all. All those features you're talking about already exist within the engines, but for whatever reason, Capcom just never really utilized or capitalized on them for, you know, whatever reason. Um, as for how I'm using it, the idea with it is that in episode two, you are not going to be having auto-aim anymore. And the reason for that is because the rooms are dark. Um, I When you enter them, if you have auto-aim, even though the room is dark, you can just hold the aim trigger and boom, you snap onto an enemy and can just unload on them. And that's not fun to me. And it's not scary. That's just you know so the idea is make the rooms dark remove auto aim and then you have to listen out for the enemy now there are light sources around so you know you know you're not in total darkness but it'll force the player to need to listen to the enemy getting closer because when they do you know it it moves from left to right in the headphones and the sound effects get louder and so on so i kind of want to just bring a little bit of fear back shall we say <laughs> that's that's the idea of it <laughs> No, that's uh, that, that that's great stuff. And that, that when you sent that to me, I was like, "Whoa!" Even again, like it's just you know you're working smart, not hard. Um, obviously you're working hard, but you're working smarter. Uh, no, it's, it's 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 just great stuff seeing man. Just just returning to a location, but you you've completely implemented. You've flipped the game on its head. It's just it's so it's so good to see. And again, it's not throwing ten Mister X's at me. That's not fun. Like that's just, it's just unnecessary hard mode. What you're doing is you're literally creating a brand new experience inside of Resident Evil, which is what I really like. Yeah, I, I kind of, um, I'm obviously I'm utilizing ideas from other games and things like that. But like the idea as well with the darkness is that um, I'm going to have an enemy that follows you around the mansion in the dark. So um when you say, for example, you go into a certain room and come back, the enemy will be there. But then when you go to another room and come back, they'll be gone. So it creates a bit of a feeling of them stalking you and hunting for you. That's, uh, but again, that's kind of basically what Nemesis does. But in this instance, it's going to be a little bit slower and a little bit more creepy. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the vibe I'm going for. No, glorious. Absolutely glorious. So next question coming in here from Lee. Would you like to mod the Outbreak games? Is there any, is there any scope for modding uh, anything to do with Resident Evil Outbreak? Um, yeah, some a really good tool was created by um, 
a gentleman called Chaps who's uh, on the modding server. He doesn't post much, but he's created some incredible things for Outbreak. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Outbreak, if I'm completely honest with you. I, I appreciate um, what they were going for. I just hate the execution, that's all. But if I was to mod Outbreak off the top of my head, I would want to make it a single-player experience. So Lone Wolf mode would be the standard new game mode. I would give characters more than four slots. Um, perhaps disable things like respawning enemies, maybe. I, I don't know. Just off the top of my head, that's what I would like to do because I remember being really annoyed when I first played it because I wanted to explore the locations, read the files and messages and enjoy it. But it's always like, hey, hey, come on, you've got to keep going, moving, move, 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 stop, stop, you know, stop stopping. And it's not really my kind of thing. I get they were trying to make it so that you it's tense and, and anxious, but, you know, sometimes I want to have a breather. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's fair enough. So is, is that is do you think that would be possible? Uh, not not fully. Not, not, not to its full extent, but could we see Resident Evil Outbreak being demade for the Resident Evil 2 engine? It's funny you mention that because while I was, you know, while I'm tweaking things and messing around and experimenting, I was, I did actually take a screenshot or two of Jay's bar and uh, had uh, a, a low poly 3D model of Kevin run around it, so just just uh, for my own amusement. But uh, it's. It's something I've thought about doing, believe it or not, but whether it's something worth pursuing is, I, I don't know. Who knows? The, the, I, I don't want to, I don't want to have too many projects going on at once, you know, <laughs> otherwise none of them will get done. <laughs> well, they, they, and I think if you, if you were ever going to do anything like that, you, it's almost, it's almost like containment. You can, you can kind of release them episodically because you can say, right, Jay's bar, then below freezing point. And what's good about below freezing point, Aiden? It's the fucking locations from Resident Evil 2. So Yeah, you could recycle a, a couple of things, yeah. And um you might be able to re- you might be able to recycle some from Umbrella Chronicles as well for RE2. Cause uh, uh, uh sorry, uh, uh Resident Evil Outbreak, because I think Ada's campaign and I think Jill's campaign uses assets from Outbreak. Yeah, they do. They do. So maybe down the line, but I would definitely be on board. If you ever did a Jay's bar, I think there isn't anything in that that I can think of off the top of my head where, I mean, there are elements that you probably won't be able to do, like, you know, manually reloading and stuff like that, but I don't really fuck about that anyway. Um, I can't think of anything in Jay's bar specifically which will be massive deal breakers because it's only really zombies you face in, in that. Because to me, it's yeah. the enemies is going to be the deal breaker. Anything else can be fucked around with. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's definitely doable. I mean, with any sort of demake, um, you're always going to have some form of compromise. I mean, don't get me wrong. I as Elric always likes to lecture me, <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. You know, nothing is impossible, and yeah, definitely. But I will say some things are improbable <laughs> or unlikely at the moment, and there are a couple of things in Outbreak that. I'm not sure if they would be possible to do, but again, never say never. <laughs> so we've got our next one here. Appreciate we might be um, we might be repeating some questions that we've gone over, but for the sake of the sake, <laughs> um, 
Matt, Matt Kett, our very own, he says, uh, sorry, I'm a little late work stuff, but what was the thir- first thing you modded inside a Resident Evil game? Uh, I think the very first thing I modded was changing an item, if I remember correctly. And I remember being really frustrated because the tool at the time changed the item that you pick up, but it didn't change the model or anything. And I remember I remember, I remember at the time thinking, wow, why isn't it changing? Why is it only the item? And yeah, yeah it's, it's quite funny to look back and think, man, how inexperienced I was. <laughs> now, AD is kindly... Has kindly dropped us the um, the Resident Evil. Let me see if I can pull that up here. He kindly dropped us the Resident Evil uh, wiki. Is that is, is that the um, the link you guys used uh, for your modding boards? Is it to talk about upcoming mods? Uh yeah, I think so. Uh, which are you able to get up on screen at all, just so I can uh, confirm? Uh, yeah, sure. Two seconds. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to kill your. Uh, oh, I see it. Let me see if I can bring. So this is the page in question. Let me uh, just pull that in here. Yeah, that's that's the site. That's the one uh, Elric has launched. That um, it is a lot of work left to go yet. But the plan is when we finish doing most of our mods, we are going to literally pack this site out with all the information you need to to be able to mod these games and make your own things. But in the meantime, links, the tools are available on the wiki. And I believe on the very front page, I'm sure there's a link to the Discord as well. So if anyone wants to join and have a chat and even maybe dip their toe in, they're always welcome. Oh, yeah. Here you go. So that's the <clears throat> or Discord to request an account. Oh, well, I'll say, yeah, you have to contact him on, the for- on that forum. Okay, so yeah, make an account on this forum. Uh, it's probably got the link here, actually. But yeah, this is this. So this is your hub. This is where where you guys are create creating absolute mastery. Nice. It certainly will be. Um, there's a second forum as well, but it's it's one of the older ones. Um, it's not very active anymore, but some information is there. But again, I, I would probably urge people to go to that wiki one that I sent you because all the tool links are right there. They're all working. And again, if you join the discord through the forum, um, you can speak to the actual active members in the community of modding who will definitely point you in the right direction. Glorious. Well, that's, um, yeah. If you, if you guys want to check that out, I'd really recommend, um, really recommend jumping on over there. This has got a scope to be absolutely, absolutely crazy. And again, I'm a, I'm a classic resident evil fan. I love the new ones, but I'm de- my channel, my streams are really, really focused on the the older, uh, the older content, which is where where I feel me as a creator and me me interacting with my audience. That's where I thrive. So, this is people like you that are actually you know keep me in business really because I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 doing additional classic stuff. <laughs> I'll have to start t- charging you a commission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably not wrong, and and that is a, a very nice segue. As we start to round the uh, round the show off here, um, your patron. So, if you did want to, uh, <laughs> if you did want to give our friend Aiden a commission, I know he doesn't like to uh, promote it, and we are we are of course in no way um, promoting the uh, promoting uh, uh, the selling of Resident Evil assets. This uh, go on this link to support Aiden directly as a creator, mm. and. Uh, he- that's his little tip jar. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it, it's as as I always say to everyone when they when they sign up and say, "Oh, hey, uh, you know, uh, I support you," blah blah blah. It's never it's never requested, it's never required, but it's always appreciated because you know keeping me fed with some pizza and a, and a beer while I work away is, is, is always cool. Thank you. And I do appreciate it, but it's never, ever required to play my stuff, guys. It's It always gets released free eventually. So, you know. Well, that is pretty much the uh, our podcast rounded off. But I do have, and it's the, it's the most serious question in the world. What did you think of Welcome to Raccoon City? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, huh. I liked the first half of the film. I'll say that I thought the pacing for the first, well, maybe the first third, I would say, was really good. I liked the idea of Chris and Claire being in the orphanage at the start. I thought that was a nice, clever way to sort of weave them into the story. I liked um, the slow suspense and build up of the t- of the you know the truck with Claire and the you know hitting the zombie. And, uh, you know, the dog licking the blood and, you know, there was a lot of foreshadowing, I think is the word I'm looking for at the first third of the film. And I really enjoyed the atmosphere. It was slowly building. And then from that point on it, yeah, it was a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I really felt like uh, we'll we'll give our extended thoughts a a later date, but, but in short, it did, to me, it did serve its purpose, purpose of being, uh, you know, welcome to Raccoon City and introduction to the law. Um, but I still feel I still feel like you, you, it was a, it was still a prerequisite for you to play the games to understand what was going on in the film because it was almost like stupid, like throw you out there Easter eggs that only like people like me and you would get. Um, I, I just feel like it would probably it's it's quite ironic really. You had Infinite Darkness, which I felt was it was almost so short they could have just put it together and made it a film, but this one I felt like they didn't give it enough time to breathe and it probably serves better as a four-part miniseries. Yeah, I think the there never seems to be a happy medium between the two. You either have the CGI films that are based on the games and the characters. In that sense, it's great, but it, but then they get stupidly over, to, over the top, like Leon flipping a bike in the air and shooting and stuff. Or then you have the Mila Jovovich films, which but I am going to say, you know, I'll probably lose my Resident Evil card for this, but I enjoy them as their own thing. I don't yes. view them. I don't view them as Resident Evil, the game. I view them as a completely separate universe that just happens to share the same characters, and I enjoy them for that. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's not unreal. And a lot of effort does go into the Anderson films. It's just they probably serve as, I mean, aside from Retribution, um, they all serve as really good films, but not good Resident Evil films. Yeah, I mean. The one thing I will say is that I think it's, I can't remember his name, Sean something, the guy that plays Wesker, he was absolutely phenomenal in Afterlife. Loved him. Mm. It's just a shame he got killed by a door in, in our in a final chapter. That was the, uh, we didn't, no one expected that. Yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it has been a pleasure, Aiden. I know we've had a couple of technical difficulties here and there, but we but it, it managed to hold up for the uh, for the rest of the stream. I just want to say again, Thank you for all the work that you're doing for the Resident Evil community. You've built yourself a nice little, nice little comfortable section of the internet where you can bring bring us your mods, and they're getting more ambitious and more ambitious as time's going on. So, as a fan, as a friend, I, we'll do what we can to support you. 
and uh, and bring your bring your footage to the masses. But as a, as a fan, I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. No, I, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on because, you know, for me, I'm just, you know, just a nobody in, in a corner of the internet making some little mods for a game I enjoy and want to share with some other fans who like the classics like me. And I guess, you know, it's just sort of exploded on its own. And I, you know, I can't appreciate, I can't thank everyone enough for it because, you know, it's, 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 again, it's all sort of, come naturally I, as you know i i don't like shilling it's not really me so you know i but i do appreciate that people like what i do and you know the support i get i, re I really really do mean it thank you guys awesome well thank you very much aiden uh thank you to everybody who's tuned into this uh this episode of the of the biohazard declassified podcast thank you to the people that have donated to the stream today joe japsic tommy and mike really really appreciate I've been Andy. This has been Biohazard Declassified, and hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.